Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today on the podcast, I finally have another lovely guest joining me to share her personal journey with all of you. So everyone, please help me welcome Pamela to the podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am really great. I am really excited to have you on here. I know that I have been off for quite a while and I haven't had a guest on for at least two months. And so this is exciting for me to have someone come back on here and share some really incredible stories. Well, I was quite um, honored that you uh, had reached out and asked me. So it's an honor to be able to do this with you. You know, what's funny about that, I remember sitting and saying to my guides, if I meant to have more people on, show me who, and your name and your face, you just happened to pop on a Facebook messenger and you went online and I went, oh, I'm going to, I guess that's a message. So I'm going to follow through and I'm going to ask. And then you said, oh, you would love to. And I was like, then it's meant to be. Everything is always timed just so. And I love that about spirit because when you ask, they tell you it's lovely. <laughs> it is. They definitely tell. Yep. So I want to take everybody back in time to how we met, because I always find it fascinating how spirit puts people on our path and everything is divinely timed. And so if you're willing to share how you met me. I sure can. I actually met you through my sister. I'm not sure how she got you uh, got a hold of you, but it was definitely that she had gone for a reading and mm -hmm. had come back and shared. And I said, well, I want to go as well. And I had contacted you and um, we had met through at that time to do to do a reading for myself. And at, at that time, we also found that a um, friend of ours knew you as well. So it was a kind of neat little little connection we had that, you know, there was a group of three of us that were all connected to you. Mm -hmm. And we, we all kind of shared our readings together. So it was a really neat thing to be able to share and see uh, what everybody's reading or in how spirit kind of worked through each of us. Amazing. I love that. And then I think at one point, I'm actually, was it the first time that you came to see me that you brought your mother? Or the yes, it was. What was yep. the first? Okay. We did. Yeah. yeah. We were having a family uh, situation that with um, some family members with my mom's brother and it was something that was bothering us as a family and we had come to seek guidance. And it was also a time where my, my dad was also very angry with the situation and you had put a lot of that into perspective for us. Mm -hmm. And we followed through about what our, our spirit guides and our angels had asked us to do and what you had asked us to do. And things turned out okay in the end. It was a, definitely a reading that we, uh, we remember and we talk about often. I remember that first session that you guys came and I remember thinking that your mom was pretty upset and she's like, how do we fix this? How do we fix this with him? And this is your father and yep. her guides and, and angels had definitely instructed her to just pray and mm -hmm. to not give up hope and to really just put as much positive light and love into the situation and not take things so personally. And I know that you said to me, like, that's all you guys would do is pray and try to turn yeah. it around. And a few months before your father passed, you did get that miracle. You got him back. You got that, your dad back, really. We did. We did. So from that first meeting that my mom had with you, I also went and had that and a meeting with you as well. And I had blamed a lot. I took a lot of the blame on my, on myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me that, you know, the fact 
my dad had turned to a very dark space in his in his in his life and we were looking at I guess we were fighting against his will and mm-hmm. we were told to pray and we put up a, a rosary underneath his bed to help and we did the smudging of the home to, to help whatever spirits we had because we had an area in our when you walked up in, our, in my mom's house there's where when you walk towards my dad's room there's always a cold air coming from them the rest of the house was warm mm-hmm. so I remember you you had we had bought the smudging stuff and you had showed me how to do it. And we did on a night that my dad wasn't home. He had gone <laughs> camping. We yeah. thought we're not doing this with, with him here. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And at that time, my mom had said, I need to go to church. And I remember you had specifically told me when, when she had said, you know, I said, you had said, you're not a church goer. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, and you, your exact words were, you don't have to, go. you're being forced to go maybe, maybe not forced, but I was going because my mom was going mm-hmm. and, um, and, and it made her happy because she had an extra person to kind of sit with her. But I remember you always, you tell me that it wasn't, I never had to go to mass that all I had to do was just speak out to, to God or the being that I, that I believed in. And that was enough. Mm-hmm. I could just pray. I didn't have to go into the physical institution. And that really resonated with me because at that time, Mm-hmm. as I was blaming myself for the situation that my dad had stopped talking to me. And I felt bad because I was, I was very close to my, to my parents and my dad not wanting anything to do with me made it difficult. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that it was, you know, you have to forgive yourself. You've done nothing wrong. And you asked me to pray to St. Michael and you gave me the prayer. And I must've prayed that. Oh my goodness. For a good two to three weeks before I felt completely, I felt okay. I didn't feel that, that, that resentment, the guilt anymore. And there was a second prayer you asked me to pray. And I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was another prayer that was just to help the family. I'm pretty sure it was the divine intervention one. That was probably it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we had, we had talked to my sister. I said, you know, I said, Karina has asked us to do this. We need to do this as a family to see if we can dad to come, see if we can get dad to come back to us. Ooh, I got chills down my back. Sorry, I have to tell you that because it's so spot on. Keep going. That's amazing. So, of course, um, we 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 prayed, and I I don't know. I mean, we all we all did our part, and um, it took a long time, but eventually, you know, there were little changes coming, and you know, I I walk in and say hi, and although I was ignored at times. If somebody was there, he acknowledged, sometimes he would. And so I came to the point where I thought, you know, he's not mad at me. I did nothing wrong. I'm still his daughter. And I began to understand through, you know, praying to St. Michael and doing the divine intervention and having these readings with you that I began to realize that he was mad at the world. Yes, my dad had, my dad had, had been diagnosed with cancer and that cancer came back and it tore his world to pieces. Yeah, it did. And he just, he turned to the darkest spot that I never thought anybody could turn to. But um, we, we got him back, which was great. And yeah. um, the last few months that we had with him were the best few months we've ever had. There was no, there was no need to apologize. There was no need to discuss anything. It was all, you know, when I went to him and I said, I know you're sick. I know you're dying. I don't want this to be the end of us not talking. Wow. And I had, and when that, when that had happened, I had come to see you after that mm-hmm. or just before that, sorry. And you had said to me, 
you had asked me had been on medication. I said, not yet. And shortly after, didn't take long, he was on the chemo med. So I thought, you know, you were spot on with everything you told us. And you had, you had even said that he didn't feel the necessity to have an apology. And he didn't because it was very much, it's done. It's over. We don't need to talk about it. Let's move on. Yeah. He just wanted his family back. Really. He did. Yeah. And he got that. And that is, I guess that's why I believe that spirit asked you to come on today. And they orchestrated this because I think sometimes we give up and we don't necessarily understand the power of prayer. And that's why I kept saying it to you, to all of you. I said, please don't give up. Don't lose that faith because there is hope. And even though it was a short period of time, you still got that time with him. You got to have those moments where most people don't get that. And that's a gift. And I know you know that. Oh, yes. It's a huge gift. It was something that I didn't think we'd ever have. That's amazing. I think that's why I've been getting chills down my back and everything, because it's just such a miracle. It really is. I believe mm-hmm. in miracles. And that's why I say it all the time. You know, some people just don't understand it. And that's okay. I've just seen so many miracles in my life. And that's why I wanted you to come on and share yours. And I have all these people coming on as guests, because you can't make this stuff up. It's just amazing what is out there and what, you know, is in the universe and what our loved ones can do, even when they cross, right? Because Mm -hmm. sadly, he did um, cross right after Christmas. He did. Yes. Yeah. He passed away early in January, just a couple of days after his birthday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we waited. I had it in my brain that I wanted to come see you right away. (laughs) And my family was like, no, no, it's too soon. It's too soon. I'm like, no, no, it's not. No, no, it's too soon. It's too soon. And then you know, in March, my sister said, oh, I'm going to, I made an appointment with Karina. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Yeah. How's that work? I mean, it's not too soon for you to go. So then it's my turn. <laughs> so wait a minute. And I happened to be sitting one night um, as I was staying with my mom at, at her home. I happened to be, had put the, my cell phone down to, to kind of go to bed and something inside me told me to pick up that phone. And I picked up the phone and I flipped onto Facebook. You had put a message. You had had a cancellation. Oh yeah. And my, I forgot about that. And my thing was I had, I, you had DM me. And so I DM'd you and I said, I want this. Yeah, <laughs> like it. it's mine. And you said, great. And we had, at that time we had talked to you and I said, it's a sign. Mm-hmm. Like your dad, this was, your dad came and, and, and said that you, this was yours. And I had, I said to my mom, I said, this was meant for me. It really was. Said, this is a sign. This was a sign that this was meant for me because no one else had, had messaged you. And it was a couple minutes later that you said, you know, a couple minutes later, you would have, you wouldn't have got it. And I thought, well, nope, it was meant for me. It was my, it was my sign to come in and talk to you and, and see if my dad was okay and see if, if, if he would come through. And he did, he came through very loudly, very, <laughs> very loudly. <laughs> and he did. everything you said, you know, that he had, had spoken to you was 110% correct. He, he had you walk through my mom's home you know, you had never been in my mom's home and everything he showed you that you explained to me was exactly what was in my mom's home. Right. Uh, things that, you know, my mom was cleaning up. He talked about his wine bottles and all these jars and, you know, it kind of made me giggle, but the, the biggest impact I found with that, at that reading was when you had started talking about, um, what was in his vault 
my dad was, um, oh my goodness, cremated. Yeah. <laughs> and at, at that time you had, you had mentioned some of the things that were inside it. And all I thought was, there's no way anybody could have gotten that because the only people that knew what was inside that vault was the family as we all put it in. Yep. And you had mentioned that there was no, these rosaries that were draped around. And I said, yeah, I went and got his rosaries. And you mentioned, you know, the little medallion that he got from Portugal with the, with the picture of Jesus Christ that he adored. Yeah. And the biggest thing that, that stood out, what, which I would have thought nobody would have even brought up was a fake rose. And I remember you, you tell me, she's like, I couldn't understand what this fake rose is, Pam. I, I don't understand. And I said, oh, I said, that's the rose that my nephew put. My nephew had asked for a fake rose to put with grandpa inside that vault. And we had sprayed uh, my dad's cologne on it. And you had said that my dad was absolutely tickled pink at the fact that he had this rose with him. <laughs> so it, it definitely, it, it meant a lot to know that he was okay and that he had passed mm-hmm. and was on you know, the side where, where he should be and that, you know, he was going to watch over us and be our guardian angel. And I know just from talking with you in that session and recently talking with you again, that he's always with me and he's always with us. And he's, he's here to protect my family and to help us through many different things. Many. Mm -hmm. And I will say the last session that you came to, which was just a couple of weeks ago, we had actually planned to do this episode what, like a month or maybe two months ago or something. I don't know. It was a while ago. And I said to you, I'm sorry, I have to cancel. Just it, like, I have a very crazy schedule. And, mm-hmm. and then when you ended up coming, just whatever that was two weeks ago. And I thought, oh my goodness, you weren't supposed to do this episode with me until that session, because that one was really crucial for you to start changing some things. It was, it was, I I had come to you very, very nervous. (laughs) And you had said, no, why are you nervous for it's me? And I said, I know it's you. I said, I don't know. I said, there's, I've got questions. You said, don't tell me your questions. And amazingly, the questions that I had, Mm-hmm. Um, my dad answered all of them without and, knowing what the question was, which is why I yes. say to everybody, don't tell me anything. It's yeah. easier. Yeah. They yeah. know what you need. So, yeah. And I was very afraid of the answers, which is probably why I was nervous because <laughs> I, I didn't know whether he would show up or not being my dad. Um, but no, he came through and, and it be- became more of, I needed guidance. I was lost. Yeah. I had, I had just left my mom you know, early September to come back to my husband who I'd been away from for almost nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I took care of my dad from, you know, Christmas onward when he was sick until he passed. And then once he passed, we were taking care of my mom and helping her through her grief, which you know, puts my grief off to the side, but that's okay. But my dad definitely had, had, had a lot to tell me and a lot dealt with the, that I needed to worry about myself and, and my husband, that it was time to worry about me and not worry about anybody else. And mm-hmm. I sat there and I cried because all I thought was, I've heard this information from somebody else. My, my dad has a, a sister that um, where I've gotten close to. Uh-huh. And for the past couple months, she's been trying to push me that way. And I'm like, no, I, I, you know, mom needs me and you know, my sister needs me. And my dad says, no, they don't need you. They are fine. You're not fine. Yes. You're, you're drowning. And I thought, you know what? You're right. 
I am drowning and I don't know how to fix it. And with your help um, and him coming through to you, I was able to understand the peace that I needed within myself and what I needed to do to move forward. Because I understand that, you know, happiness has to be brought by myself. Other people are not going to make me happy. Things make you happy, but it has to begin with me. And if I'm not happy and I'm not okay, the only person that can fix that is me. So on that particular night that I went to see you, I came home after my dad and, and you had, had said, go home, talk to your husband. And I did. And although my husband is very quiet, doesn't say very much, we sat and we had a heart to heart and we began to understand, realize you know, my dad was right. This had to be about us. Because if we didn't fix ourselves together, if we didn't pick our, fix our marriage, we were going to lose each other. And we both didn't want that. And knowing that my dad cared enough to come through and say, you know, Pam, listen to me. This is your husband. You need to be with your husband. Your mom is fine. Your sister's fine. They've all moved on with their lives. They're all okay. You need to grieve. Do what you need to do. And you worry about you and you worry about your husband. And so, of course, the following night, we, just, we decided that we were going to do a dinner or a movie, which was wonderful. I love that. We did. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. Amazing. And um, on that Tuesday morning, though, that day that I got, I think it was a Tuesday, I got up and I was really, I'm a person that tends to think about things. I wouldn't say necessarily analyze, but think about things I've been told. Yes. So I thought a lot about what you had, that my dad had said. And I really thought, and I thought, you know, I said to my dad, I said, you know, dad, I don't know why I have this incessant need to cry. I don't understand. And I know you've come to me. I want your help. Help me. And it's funny that I say that because weeks before this, I had been asking my dad for help. So when I made the appointment to you to have him appear and to say, I'm here, I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Take my advice. Mm -hmm. So you're okay. So I pondered that all day at work and, you know, I teach, I've got these wonderful little children around me all day who are like, what's wrong? Everything's good. Let's just keep walking. We're good. I'm fine. Yeah. And on Wednesday morning, that the following morning, I turned around and I said, today's the first day I take my life back. Oh, I love and that. from that point on, it's been, um, I feel that I'm, a, I'm, I've got that strength that I was missing, uh, cause I'm a very strong person. And my dad had reminded me of that, that I'm a very strong person. And I think I need that, that push that little, you know, you've got this. Yeah. You, 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 you just, you need to concentrate on you and what's important to you. Not to say that my parent, you know, my mom and my sister and her family are important, but it was time that I had to look at myself yep. and not yep. worry about anybody else. So yeah, I, I took my life in my hands and my husband and I went, went away for, we couldn't go away for the weekend, but we went away to Banff for a whole day. You did. Yes. We did. Yeah. We weren't yes. able to stay overnight because he had to work the next morning, uh-huh. but uh, we had a lovely time and we did dinner again. <laughs> I love this. Oh, so it's been happy. It's been, it's been good. I, I, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't, I, I'm at peace again. You're you again. Yeah, I feel me again. I feel that things are better here at home and that my husband and I both have that understanding that, you know, we weren't okay. Things were really strange. And now we make sure that, you know, we sit at the dinner table and we have a conversation. Talk about it. 
and we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And we, and we, and it, you know, there are times where it's just a simple, we sit there and we're in silence, but the silence is not awkward. It's like a very calming thing. Yeah. And we're both okay. I love that. You came that day and you were like, you even said to me, I didn't really want to come. And you said, I was so nervous. I didn't really want to come, but something made me. And I was like, your dad is like yelling in my ear. Like he knows exactly what you need. So he kind of forced you to come. And as soon as you sat down, I just started firing at you. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. This is what you've got to do because you did. Oh my gosh. He was just, I couldn't stop channeling him. It was like, he was so, he's always so direct, but this particular reading, he did not like even take a breath. I was just, this is what you got to do. This is how you fix this. This is the issue. And he just really didn't even give you an opportunity to ask any of those questions because he knew exactly what was on your mind and what was bothering you. And he knew how to help you fix it. And that's what I love about spirits on the other side. Our loved ones can actually help us if we're willing to be open to receive their help, right? Yes, that is very true. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be willing to take that step and believe. Yeah. I find that if you take that step and believe and have faith Mm -hmm. and ask for them to come, they will come. And and I've I've learned that, you know, with coming to you that are all the readings I've gone on my own or with where I've gone with my mom, Uh um, we've asked for the help and it's always come through. And I've always had that once, once, once when my dad passed away and I had first gone to see you, I was the one that would talk to my dad every morning. I'd get up in the morning, morning, dad, I love you. I'd go to bed night, dad, I'd love you. I'd walk up to the picture and I would, you know, take my hand and, and, you know, blow him a kiss. And when I, with that first, that first reading, when I came home, I had such a sense of peace that I didn't have that incessant need to say good morning or good night. Right. And then it became, you know, this guilt because I wasn't doing it anymore. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the one thing that you, you had mentioned at my, la- at my last reading was that I had a lot of guilt and I did. I had, you know, the guilt that I didn't feel that I was doing mm-hmm. my dad the justice that we weren't connecting, even though I kept saying, you know, dad be with me. I didn't have that sense that sometimes he wasn't with me and I was afraid that he was, he wouldn't be with me. And I know now that that's not the case. I understand that no matter what he is with me, all I have to do is just ask. And I know that he's with me. You had told me one time that at nighttime, he would come and kiss me goodnight. And that made me feel, oh my goodness, a, a great relief of my heart that, that I was still his daughter. Even though he was not here and he was on the other side, but he still recognized me as his daughter, that I was still part of him. Mm-hmm. And now that I've had, now that I understand where my God, where he's guided me to, and I'm happy and I feel happy and I feel good inside mm-hmm. and I can move forward and I can feel my head sticking out of that water. And I know there's still, you know, a ways to go, but I feel that I've, I've accomplished a lot since our, our meeting. And I know that he's, He's there behind me, give me that little nudge, reminding me, you know, don't forget. Yeah. You know, you keep going, you got this, you've got, you can be strong. And I'm finding that I'm going to bed. I'm, you know, it's like, I love you, dad. I'm glad you're with me. Thank you for helping me have a great day. You need to go rest as well. Cause I know he's with me no matter what. At all times. And I think a lot of people worry about that. Like, what if, 
what if they don't come by or am I asking too much? Like what if I'm holding on to them too tightly? And I always say that, and sometimes people will say this too, like, I do, I used to feel them all the time and I don't feel them anymore. And I said, you know, they will say, are they gone? And I'm like, they're never gone, but they also do respect our free will. We have lessons to learn in this life and it's all part of the journey. So sometimes they will back off a little bit and it's not that they're not there. They just want us to live a little. And the minute that you call them in or ask for help, they always say, ask and you shall receive, right? That's that saying. Mm -hmm. As soon as you ask, they pop in, like you said, just even weeks before you were saying, dad, I just feeling lost. I don't know what to do. And then you get the message to, Hey, go see Karina. And you're, you know, in that moment, even struggling with that, like, I don't want to do that. I don't think so. And then something made you and look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, what you needed. it's funny that you say that. Cause I was kind of at that spot to where I thought that, you know, I had, he wasn't with me that he was pushed away and he wasn't coming because I couldn't feel him anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, but he's with me. And it became the spirit that I thought, what have I done? He, I, I don't feel him. I don't, I don't have that sense. He's not coming to visit me anymore. Cause there were times where I'd be in my office at home or at my mom's place. And I'd get that, that shivers or we'd smell popcorn because he liked popcorn Yeah. or there'd be the smell of like um, the, my dad loved to camp. So the, the smell of the fire of yep. the fire pit. Um, and I wasn't getting that thing. Why is he not? Why is he not with Where me? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, I need you. Where are you? But when I went down to that meeting with you, it was like, no, he's here. He's he here. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't doubt that because doubting creates doubt in myself. And I don't mm-hmm. want him to have I don't want to doubt myself and what I believe and what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the healing, the healing that has come from the readings that I've had with you is huge for me. They, they've been, but as you said, miraculous. They're things I would have, wouldn't have expected. And they've, they've made me a better person. And it makes me understand, you know, what the other side, not necessarily wants, but is willing to help with. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. You know, I think people really don't understand what they are capable of doing. And you know, when they cross over, I see this all the time. It's like we can slip and fall and sometimes go into a rabbit hole and they see the bigger picture and they will do everything in their power to get a hold of us and mm-hmm. to try to guide us into the right direction. And again, a lot of people will miss it and miss the cues. And then they'll say, Oh my God, I don't know. My loved one isn't around me. Maybe they're upset. Maybe they're not, you know, with me anymore. And I'll say, no, they're just letting you go through the lessons that you need to go through. And does it mean that they're going to leave your side? No, they'll never leave your side. They just kind of become a little bit silent when we have to go through certain things. And then when we feel like we've had enough and we are that lost or we are that upset, all it takes is us saying, I don't know what to do. Please help me. And they mm-hmm. will step in and that's divine intervention, right? They intervene yeah. to help you and you asked for the help. And next thing I know, you're coming to see me. And he was spot on with the advice he gave you. And oh my, he was, spot on. it was it was incredible. I, I cried. Even the, you know, the read the cards that you had pulled were spot on. Mm-hmm. Everything that was on those cards were directly what he wanted me to do and how to do it. And there was a card there that had asked 
if I remember correctly, it was the one that was praying to St. Michael uh-huh. about giving my worries and my cares and my guilt and everything to the angels. Yes. And the day that I came home, my exact words, once we had the talk with my husband, I had said, I had kind of find my, my own little spot. And I um, sat down and I said, I give my guilt. I give my care, my, my worries, my fears, mm-hmm. this idea of being lost, the idea of, of, of drowning. I give it to the angels that are going to help me move forward. Now, do you see that, like, even the timing of this today, I look back and I'm like, we were supposed to do this weeks and or months even ago. And here we are doing this episode tonight. And it's just fascinating to me because you wouldn't have learned those lessons yet. And no. you needed to go through that rabbit hole. I hate to say it like that, but you had to mm-hmm. go and really into that not dark hole, but into a hole that it was like, okay, I'm going to do something about this. And all I know how to do is ask up above for some help. And then you got your answer and you got the guidance. And then now here we are talking about it, but had that not happened, you wouldn't have been able to help everybody else out there. No, no, I wouldn't have been able to have healed. I would have been still trying to search for my light. Yeah. And I found that light a couple of weeks ago when I, or a week ago when I had met, when we had talked and it was definitely that light that was given to me by my dad through you helped me move forward. That healing helped me move forward. It made me understand and made it clear in my mind what I needed to do and accept the reality that I was living in, that it wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. That I had to have faith in moving forward and knowing that the rest of the family was fine. Mm-hmm. And they were doing their thing and they were, had moved forward and things were bothering me as they were, you know, cleaning stuff for my, you know, my dad's tools or whatever they were, that it was bothering me. And I felt that I couldn't trust them because they were taking stuff that, that had meaning to me, even though they're just things. Yes. Right. They're just stuff, but it was his stuff. And I needed to to understand that it was okay. If they were healing was, if their healing was done, that was okay. I had to accept what was there uh-huh. and move forward with my own healing and accept the reality of, you know, dad is gone. Dad is with me. Dad is here. He's going to help you move forward. He's going to guide me. He's going to allow me to grow as a, as a wife, as a, as a teacher, as a whole person mm-hmm. and become what I was prior to him ever leaving me, to him passing away. Yeah. Yep. And those things, like you just said, are just things. Sometimes we cling to the things because it's all we feel that we have left of them, but you having such incredible validation, you know, through your readings, you know, that those things really aren't necessary. And I always say to everybody, keep what you feel that you cherish, but the other things that are just things, it's okay to let go. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to hold on to that because you can't ever get rid of a memory. The memories lie within us, right? That is very true. Very true. We have a lot of memories of my dad and I, I cling to those memories. There are days that we, 
that we all talk to people at work and something will have said something and it remind me of my dad. And I'm at a point where I'm not going to cry anymore because I understand that. I feel like coming to you and hearing what spirit does and what spirit has done for me has made me a stronger person, has made me understand that I can have peace, that I am loved mm-hmm. and that everything heals with time. It does. And it may never go away fully, but it just kind of subsides when, especially when we know that they exist. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I keep continuing to have guests on here is it's not just my stories because I mean, not everybody wants to just listen to my stories here, but having all of these people share their truths and their stories and explaining how spirit really does work. They do exist and they haven't left our sides. Like that's the one magical thing that I wish everybody in the world could understand because I know people do argue it and, and you and I both having our very strong Catholic backgrounds, Mm -hmm. it can be frowned upon and it can be thought of as wrong. Whereas if they could just see that I've seen, for me, I've seen both sides. I just said that to a girlfriend today. We had a conversation. I said, I've seen both sides. I know which side I work for. And it's mm-hmm. such a shame that people will, are so quick to judge and it's their own fears, right? It is. Yes, it is. It's that fear of, of the unknown, I think. And I think if people would open up and understand that through you, we have the ability to talk to our loved ones or to have or reach out to our loved ones, that it's such more satisfying to know that they're okay. Yeah. You're not wondering whether they're okay if they're not okay or, or you know, where are they? What it what Who is are they with, right? Did exactly. They make it? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean I remember you telling me that when my dad crossed over mm-hmm. that he was met by the whole family. Oh, and I yeah. thought the whole family. <laughs> and yes. you and it was funny because you kept you had mentioned that there was a it ended up being my uncle, but it took us a while to get it was my uncle. Yes. Uh, that there was a it was a brother. I'm thinking, no, we don't have any brothers. And but eventually it came, it was it was my mom's mom. And uh it was interesting that when we finally figured out who it was, it was somebody my dad hadn't talked to in years. Mm-hmm. There was a falling out with the family, and he my uncle came and, and met him and he was met by my grandparents um, on my mom's side and his own parents and all our relatives that were there. It was a wonderful feeling to know that he's not, that he wasn't alone. And at that time he had said that he didn't realize the amount of love that he, he got. It surprised him Mm -hmm. the amount of love that he got when he crossed over. And when you told me, I thought, you know what? That's great because you were loved. And I mean, at that time when he passed, it it was the most amazing thing. He was an angel when he passed away. And the image sits in my mind that, you know, he turned his head, he looked at me, he closed his eyes, he opened him again, took his last breath, breath and went peacefully. And all I thought was, I love you, dad. You go where you need to be. You go see grandpa and grandma where you need to be. Yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. And just to, just to know that he passed away with us there, I could feel the love he had for me. And, and you had said that he had said to me that he knew with all the situation we had with him and, and the darkness he had around him, that I was his daughter. I was back to him. We were not in a spot where 
where anybody was angry and that darkness had, has, had gone. There was nothing between us. It, it was really a great has. feeling to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it the did. best miracle and gift that you could have gotten, you know, in your family, because that sometimes I see that stuff when people are fighting or, you know, someone's gone down that rabbit hole of darkness and they can't come out of it. And I've seen people cross without getting that opportunity. And that's why I keep stressing it. It's such a gift, it's such a gift because you got to just love him and hold him and like be there with him, you know, and he felt very loved. And he mentioned that, like you said, he in did his readings and that's amazing. And yes, there's all these family members over there willing to love him again as well. And that's why I always say to everybody, I know there's a lot of fear surrounding death and I know we miss the physical presence, but their spiritual presence is so strong. And if everybody could see and understand how very much alive they are just in a different way. And I guess I'm, I am really grateful that I do get to see them every single day because even for my own life, now when I go forward, I don't fear dying. I feel where they are is absolutely magical and it's pure love. There's no resentment, no anger, just wonderful, positive, loving energy on that side. And it's mm-hmm. hard because I go there every single day. That's what I do all day long as I'm on that other side with them. And it's very difficult to come back sometimes to this physical realm for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's hard here. It's not there. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different outlook when you're, a, when you're able to reach your loved ones on that other side, to have the spirit come through. It's an, it's an amazing experience. I, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not even sure how to, how to put it in words. It's an experience that you, every time I've come to see you for a reading, uh-huh. I've always left, I've always come in, I've always cried. Yes. And there are times like, I don't know why I'm crying. It's, it's, it's amazing. You walk out of there with that sense, knowing that it's okay. I'm okay. Right. They're okay. And as you mentioned, they're, 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 they haven't left me. No, and, and that's amazing. It is. And it's funny because with, I've had this happen a few times. And you had mentioned to me that my dad had always said that he drove with me. And I have a little chaplet in my, in my, that hangs on my rear view mirror. And I can, when I, there are days where I've gotten to work and I've stopped the car and I'm just kind of grabbing my stuff. And that chaplet starts to go all on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I sit there thinking, okay, dad, you're yeah. here. I got it. You're doing something. You yep. know, I know and you it's, are. Yep. And it's, and it's, it's amazing. Cause that's the sign that says I'm here. You have nothing to worry about. And they do move things. I'm just saying they do move things. I talk about this oh. in lots of other episodes. You do, you know, that's you do. how he, it works. He, he likes to play with the TV at home. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll go home and, and yeah. but my mom, the first time this had happened, mom's like, no, 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 that can't be. And I, I had texted my sister. And I said, you know, Karina says, you know, if they play with electronics and, you know, if you find feathers, I said, this has got to be dad because this TV was fine prior. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. I said, I said, dad, I want to watch TV. Would you please <laughs> stop? playing with the tv and it kept going like honestly seriously now you want to be a joker yeah exactly 
and it just stopped. And I thought, oh my God, he's so here. Uh -huh. He's here. And it was the most, like, it was, I was elated. I was so happy that, you know, he, he knew we were there and my dad wasn't the type of person to joke around, but to see him on that other side, yeah, being ha ha funny. And I'm thinking, geez, hmm. we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I was sitting here thinking to my dad passed last year, last April in 2021. And um, I know that I've had all these signs and I've had all these messages and it's been so crazy that I wish that my siblings would actually get the same kind of experience. And I don't know if you know this, but I think you may have seen it on social media, but I had gone to a really popular medium. He's out of New York and he has had his own television show and he's just really amazing. And I've seen him a couple of times, but that night I ended up out of hundreds of people getting messages from my dad. And that's going to be a whole other episode that I have to talk about this because it was just too wild. But I sat there and all I could think was, oh, this is how it feels <laughs> because I'm so used to, like even the messages that my students have given me have been spot on and stuff. But again, they're my students. So it's a comfortable feeling getting the message from them, but mm -hmm. to have, you know, a medium who's super well-known and being in a room full of hundreds and hundreds of people and my dad takes over and starts to come through. I just, I went into that moment of like, oh my God, this is how this feels for people. How amazing is this? <laughs> yeah. So, it's a, it's wild. a huge, it's a huge connection. It really I think that's is. the, I think that's the best way to, to, to say it is that you get this connection with your family member on that other side. And that connection is, is an amazing feeling. It really is. I it, can't you, even explain it. I just, so, I think I needed that myself <laughs> mm -hmm. in order to, I guess, maybe understand everybody else a little bit better out there because I just do my job. I just, you know, you come and you sit with me and I just channel and I don't even really think about it. I'm just so used to doing it so many times per day that to have it done to me was, I just, it was surreal. It was out of this world and it was so magical that I thought, I am going to do a whole episode on it because it was just, um, this is stuff you can't make up. No, <laughs> you no. know, I just sat there and I remember telling my, my siblings like, Hey, this happened. And I know it intrigued them, but they still don't really get it. Whereas I sat there going, Oh my gosh, like you can't deny this. This is unbelievable. Like it may take, I don't know, time, time or mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone, if they actually will ever really truly understand it, but that's okay if they don't, you know, but for me, I take it. I'm so grateful for it. I accept it. And same like you, you accept it. You accept the messages and not everybody is going to understand how this works. And that's okay. No. Too, you know, It is okay. Yeah, it is okay. I, th I think it's important for people to remember that if, if you, if you don't have, as you said, the you know, the ability to maybe not understand it completely, mm -hmm. that it's okay. Because as, as we grow as, as adults or as children or whatever the case would be, I think the older we get, the more understanding there is. I think the more you want to hold on to something, believe onto something. Yes. I know the reading you did with my aunt over the summer, I, I, I was the interpreter as my aunt doesn't speak English. And again, there, as you said, like you, you can't make this up. And 
she left you with a with a sense of feeling a renewal after losing my uncle 14 years ago and having her questions answered and you know things that that she wanted help with that you know my uncle came through and said hey it's okay yeah you know i'm here to help you we're going to get you're going to get through this she came out of the reading with you with a renewed sense of self with a renewed sense of my husband's is good because she was always worried that, you know, my, my, that my uncle's death, there was a, an idea of possible suicide around that. And when you had said, nope, you know, he's not saying that it was all done by mistake. It was an oops. Like he, he didn't mean to do what he did. Um, she, she came out with this. I know I'm not at fault. Right. I'm okay. And I mean, that's something that as, as I talked to her, we talk, we try and talk every night if we can, or every couple of nights. And it's something that we always, between the two of us, we always go back and we always go back to the readings that I've done with you and the readings she did with you. Okay. Yeah. And she's, she sits there and she goes, she says, you know, Karina is amazing. It's a, it's a blessing that we're able to have people like you who are able to help us heal and yeah. show us what our family members are like on the other side and that, and that, you know, as I've said that they can help and they can help you heal. It lets you move on. I have found that, you know, with, with, with my dad being gone. And since our last meeting with my dad's gentle pushing, yeah, I'm, you know, it's, I got my good days. I've got my bad days. And you're the one that told me if you have a bad day, my dad said the same thing. If you have a bad day, forget it. It's okay to have a bad day. Yes. Just move forward. And you had, you had said to me, go on to, you know, my podcast and listen to the podcast on happiness. And I must have listened to that <laughs> three times on the way home. Cause I remember texting you, oh my goodness, I've listened to the podcast three times. <laughs> and then I came and I came inside the house. I listened to it another three times because it hit home. And I thought, you know, this thing about happiness, you were so right with what you had said that it begins with me that I can't rely on others. You need others. Yes. But yes. the happiness has to be through me. Within. I can't. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have to be okay with myself, be happy with myself. That's when I kind of said, you know, today's the first day I take my life back. I love and, that. I, and I know that I know that my dad is proud of me. I know that my dad is happy that I'm doing better now that I've got my head out of that water and I'm treading water. Yes. And no longer sinking <laughs> further and further. I know he's definitely thrilled that you're here with me tonight oh, and yes. that you're sharing his story because he knows that this is going to touch a lot of people and, and also give others that, that sense of comfort, knowing that they really do exist and they can intervene. It's funny that you say that because I have a little heart here in my office, a little glass heart that has my dad's picture. It hangs. Yeah. And it's moving. No way right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just turned and it's, it's oh. slowly moving. Oh so my gosh. I know he's, he's happy. And I know that when I yes. had met with you, you, he had said, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're doing this with Karina. You go for it. You got this. Oh my goodness. And you, again, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Nope. Nope. You know, like I'm just so thrilled that I started this podcast even two and a half years ago, because at first I thought, who the heck is going to listen to me? What do I have to say? But it isn't me. It's channeling. And I really wanted the world to understand how this works, whether they believe it or not, that's up to them. It's their prerogative. But 
at least for the ones that are questioning it or just not really, not really sure about it. That's why we're doing this so that Mm -hmm. they can at least give them maybe a little bit of insight and they can start to understand how their loved ones are with them as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe even help give that person a little bit of a, that, that leap of faith to even go and find you or somebody, another medium that can give them that sense. Yeah. Give them that sense of peace that they're looking for. It is a huge sense of closure. And that's why I think people do go to see mediums. They want closure. And there's nothing wrong with that, that they have the answers, you know, a good medium can deliver those answers and why not at least try, I guess. I mean, that's how I look at it. You know, what do you have to lose? So you have nothing to lose. If you don't try, you'll never know. I had nothing to lose to come see you, you know, two years ago, three years ago, when we first had the situation with our family, we had nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose to come see you recently. And here you are. And here I am. And sharing it with others and hoping that everybody hears this and maybe it'll change their lives too. Yep. It's a, it's definitely an experience. I don't think I'll ever forget. Amazing. So happy that you came on. Well, I'm glad I was able to do this with you. I'm very honored to be able to help others and share my experiences with them and have you part of my life. I love that. I'm really grateful that your family trusts me the way that they do. Oh, we trust you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we definitely I'll trust it. you. I'll yes, take no, it. We trust you. You're amazing. Well, thank you. I, I really just, you know me, I just want to help. That's it. Yep. You do. And you do an awesome job at it. And it's, I'm sure those that are, that are listening uh, would probably agree that you do an awesome job at making sure that everybody's okay. Thank you. So I want to leave you all with this today. Our loved ones in spirit can do miraculous things to guide us in the physical world when we need it the most. We just have to be willing and open to receive their help. I want to thank you all so much for joining us today on the Divine Messages podcast. And thank you, Pamela, for coming on here and sharing your story with all of us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.